you're listening to or so they say the podcast where two sisters travel small town america one ghostly tale at a time i'm kelsey and i'm megan (laughs) what i don't know i'm just we're recording this on camera too which i don't know if you guys will get to see or not but i just know as soon as we started recording i got like that far away look just Uh, yeah, so we're recording this through Zoom. We've done it before. I feel like as far as what you're hearing, it shouldn't be any different, but yeah, you know, quality-wise and stuff, you're getting the same same content. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, it feels like it's been a really long time since we've done this. Mm-hmm. I, which yeah. it kind of has. It, I don't think it's like obviously there was not an episode last week uh yeah that was there, was, there were so we many tried. problems we tr- there were so I... many problems that whole episode was uh cursed i guess because every day that we tried something happened and then we were gonna delay it and then the delay got delayed and then the delay delay got delayed and it's just whatever done with yeah, it over we kind of tossed around the idea of even possibly posting the episode a couple days late but then it got to the point where it's like we were almost going to do back-to-back episodes so yeah we've got a lot (laughs) because we've been doing because we've got this megan has the other podcast that i also edit we've got patreon content to do it was literally going to be like six episodes in a row like to six days in a row or multiple in a day and it's just not feasible i have a life i have sleep to get yeah, can't so, do that. We're here. We're not. We're basically just like skipping last week, and that will come later because we're not skipping this week because it's a fifth Thursday, which we haven't had in what feels like forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we love an opportunity to have a tangent. So, welcome back to it's another time. twin tangent. It is time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, very excited. Yeah, this uh, is needed, I think just to get it all out (laughs) yeah i mean we as you all know tangent off in episodes all the time and we take this time these fifth thursdays to dedicate to just uh talking about whatever we want whenever we feel like so welcome it's just the normal podcast but different content same same uh same 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 thing different font (laughs) yep yep Uh, so this week we're talking about something that surprisingly, because we're like low key selfish people, I don't know why we haven't talked about it until now, but mm-hmm. it's a Libra thing. Maybe oh, is is it? I don't. Libras are likable people. I don't know if we're selfish people. One thing I know for certain, ironically, <laughs> is that we can't make decisions. That's yeah. Uh, look at that. Wow. Wow. Indecisive. Uh, apparently we're big flirts um that's the big thing and i'm like part of me is like no and then i stop and i go well like it i don't mean to sometimes it comes from wanting to be liked i think that i think so too i'm a people pleaser (laughs) and at whatever cost so if that means i gotta flirt for it i gotta flirt for it dang she's louise Um, oh poop what was i gonna say oh this week this twin tangent week is also like maybe it wasn't meant to be because this week this the day that you're hearing this leading up to 
whatever, whatever. Six planets are in retrograde. Uh, the blue supermoon, blue, yeah, blue supermoon is coming. Um, yeah, I saw a thing that was like someone just put n- with no question asked, like six planets are in retrograde. That's why. Yeah, um, and it I have feels felt like it. it. Mm-hmm. I've been so. I <laughs> I had a doctor's appointment on top of this, like in the middle of oh, all yeah. this. And I'm sitting there like my knees are, my legs are bouncing. I'm like wringing my hands together. And they're mm-hmm. like, so we see you're on antidepressants. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I go, how, could you how tell? is that? They said, <laughs> yeah. how is that? And I said, fine, it's fine. And they're like, any weird thoughts, feelings lately? And I was like, you, what do you mean? Like, like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was not okay during that appointment. Nothing in particular. It's just I was like having a moment at the doctor's right. office. Uh, I don't know. I've just been. It's just been a wild week or two. So it's just been a mess. And like, yeah, astrology's like our astronomy. Astronomy. Yes, all of it. <laughs> See, I always mess it up. <laughs> um, it's kind of just like fortune cookies with a little pizzazz, but. I don't know. There's some truth to it. There is some truth to these stereotypes, whatever. Being mm-hmm. a Libra is a thing, being a Scorpio, being a Gemini, being all of these things, right? Being in all these things <laughs> is a thing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I challenged but, myself to name all 12 uh, astrological signs. I didn't challenge myself, but I was listing them and I'm like, well, you know, there's this, this, this. And I got to 11 and I was like, who am I forgetting? And I didn't know who it was who do you think i forgot so virgo, it virgo. <laughs> it's always virgos it's literally virgo season right now and it's funny because there are like neighbor sign uh-huh. and it's i always forget virgo and i always forget i think like cancer for some reason i don't forget cancer because we like soul sisters cancers yeah, you better read Actually, up on a cancer because sometimes i i'll like answer those stupid quiz things and it's like you're a cancer and i'm like and then you cry about it and you're like, am I though? I know, and then <laughs> yeah. I cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not but... even in your main three. Our main three, for anybody who even cares about any of this, our uh, yeah. main three, we are a Libra son. We're twins, obviously, which this is all going to come full circle, I promise. Yeah. Uh, we are twins, so we're both Libra sons. Ready for this mess? Are you ready for this mess, everybody? Libra sons, uh, Scorpio moons, and Leo rising. Thanks, mom and which- dad is a mess essentially that's all that means is it's a mess like libra is how you see your you're, sorry sun is how you see yourself moon is your emotional whatever mm-hmm. and that this is like the bare bones and then rising is how people see you your first impression so i think people think we're like way more put together than we are because our rising is leo and they're like oh you're like a leader you're confident i'm like it's the people pleasing part of the libra that's coming <laughs> yeah. through not not confidence yeah Anyway, all that to say, I don't know. And then our parents are Scorpios and Gemini's. So look at us. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, all that to say, and it's funny that both of us knew immediately that the sign I forgot was Virgo because this twin tangent. Oh yeah, that's true. We, I always find a tie back. Don't you worry. John is impressed with my tie back sometimes. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's they're there you know you just have to find them so and you found it and 
the reason why we knew is because what is this this tangents episode we are covering twin telepathy Uh oh just kidding i knew that (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, no yeah god again i don't know if this video is gonna get posted my nose is so dang itchy i just keep like and i keep performing as if it's going to be but like just whatever yeah neither of us have like your backdrop's better than mine mine's just kind of there just don't like pay too close attention i'm currently sitting um i've got our setup downstairs in our basement at home now and for the most part we're almost there it's not 100 percent yet but it's like our media slash horror room and mm-hmm. i have a lot of horror memorabilia behind me including a life-size uh freddy that his head's cut off you can't see all of them but right um, but there's also a lot of laundry down here <laughs> so well, you know mine's in the second bedroom which is a lot of catch-all you don't see the most of the mess i think you see maddie's desk mm-hmm. and then a dresser with some stuff on it and that's what you get and that's, that's all you need it. to get because you don't need to see what's over there <laughs> it's i see my right mic now. i see my mic and headphones that's like the last thing i see oh yeah <laughs> well this is actually your mic i switched microphones look at that oh, oh. anyway <laughs> okay yeah so um of all the the tangents we've done and i mean it was right in front of our face the whole time we called this twin tangent and uh we haven't covered twins yet which i don't know being a twin it's not if i sit down and really think about it i think twins are kind of weird <laughs> in a way yeah um, reading about it i'm like maybe we are special or multiples because truthfully i don't get like the wow factor of twins until i meet uh other twins or triplets that's true the first time i saw triplets i was working at starbucks and i was like and i know i felt how everyone else felt (laughs) and i feel like you usually see triplets like as younger when they're still all being dressed the same and everything and you're like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's unsettling (laughs) yeah yeah and it's funny because like my co-workers co-workers will say like your sister came through and i was like when did kelsey why is kelsey wearing makeup and i'm just like i know we look alike mm-hmm. uh, i don't know it's just funny to me that they always it's always a treat for them when you show up and i'm just like yeah that's old news <laughs> like i get side-eyed but i know it's not because they're like Ugh. it's because they're like why does she look so familiar <laughs> and then they find out who i am um right i mean thankfully we've got uh some differences you've cut your hair short so Mm -hmm. i'm a lot prettier than you uh okay (laughs) jesus anyway just kidding um well i hate this episode uh (laughs) dang no uh well this is the last time i'll say about the recording that you probably won't see i'm so sorry now you get to see how often we yawn it's terrible. I said it and now I want to yawn again. I don't, we're just no. so tired all the time. I'm all happy to be time. here. I'm also happy to sleep. And that's what I want to be doing. You can see, you can see if you do see this, that it is broad daylight out. Uh, mm-hmm. But I still want to sleep right now. So, and yep. I also laid in bed for an uncomfortable amount of time today. Oh, well. You didn't have to work <laughs> today. I did. <laughs> I, I, it's few and far between, okay? Like, I do still get like two days off, but those days are busy. I got to sleep in today. 
there. All right. Well, Kelsey has our, I guess you're going to cover like the history and background of twins. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. So I know we're covering twin telepathy, but mostly I'm talking about just like twins in general. Uh, I took kind of a different route because it's hard to not cover like the history of twin telepathy without stepping on toes. So I'm just focusing on twins as like a thing. Are and... you talking about all multiples or just twins? Just twins, really. I think it discusses okay. multiples a little bit, but mostly twins. Okay. So this first chunk of information I have is coming from welcomecollection.org. It was written just under a year ago, October of 2022. Mm -hmm. Sorry, burping. Wow. It happened. Yeah, I know. And this is a history of twins in science. So get ready for interesting stuff, but sciencey stuff. I don't know if it's going to bore you or not. I don't care. For thousands of years, <laughs> twins have been a source of fascination in mythology, religion, and the arts. Since the 19th century, they have also been the subject of scientific study and experimentation. We'll get there. William mm -hmm. Viney, who is a twin himself, examines the significant and sometimes questionable use of twins in scientific research. Questionable is a good uh, way to put that. Yeah, a polite so, way. <laughs> yeah. Twins share their environment and, in the case of identical siblings, much of their genetic makeup with another person from the moment they are conceived. For anyone studying human beings, this has made them perfect candidates for study and observation, which I understand. In, I, you'll see why. Oops, I I say, it's just like, it's the human um, curiosity that you want to, I mean, when you have two babies that look exactly the same, you want to know a little bit more about how did this happen? Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, by comparing them with each other and the wider population, scientists have gained insights into human nature and nurture for twin researchers, such as professor Tim Spector, founder of twins, UK, the UK's largest twin registry. Twin studies are the only real way of doing natural experiments in humans. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's just, I uh, hate hearing the word experiment in yeah. association with humans. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, I started with the light stuff and it progressively gets darker, so it's fine. Oh, good. Uh, this is the light stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is the next step down to the dark stuff. The eugenic foundations of twin research. Yes, we mm. love that. Sorry, I'm like, can't swallow. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, goodness gracious. Uh, putting twin people into scientific studies is usually traced back to Francis Galton, uh, who lived from 1822 to 1911, the British eugenicist. Galton's studies of twins in the 1870s led him to conclude that twins grew dissimilar owing to the development of natural characteristics or, quote, continuing their lives, keeping them like two watches, hardly to be thrown out of accord except by some physical jar, I don't know what that means. That is some 1870s like slang. Yeah. Not a clue. Just yeah. saying that they can grow dissimilar due to nature. I don't know. N uh, nurture. See, I don't know. This is the problem. It depends <laughs> on who you ask. Okay. Uh, Galton promoted using twins as a new method to support a biometric and eugenic approach to scientific research. Ever since, scientists and other experts have valued twins as natural experiments and living laboratories, nature's gift to scientific reason. 
You're welcome. It's scary. Science. It's stressful. <laughs> like yeah. I'm over here, like I'm just living my life, and I'm nature's gift to scientific reason. Like, yeah, and like, oh man, I don't know. Just to think of if we were born in a different time or a different place, how oh, and, and, and that can be that can be said for anybody. I mean, you could be a, a white man, a black woman, or anything in between. You know, and it. If you were born somewhere else in a different time, your life might be a little bit different. <laughs> but oh, for twins, yeah. well, especially, especially, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll get there. Uh, These are I guess a that's not lengthy. even fair to say. I don't know. I don't know. the The world is a terrible place. <laughs> no, I know. Well, it's just. I was gonna say sometimes, like we'll learn that just being born a twin was enough for like some terrible things to happen to you and i'm like but being born other things was enough for terrible things to happen to you once again we will get into it i know the moment so, it left my lips i was like oh my god like there I'm are plenty of people about who are born Egypt into or... yeah there are plenty of people born into situations literally just because of being born they are persecuted they're killed they're whatever like mm -hmm. experimented on yeah it's not fun it's not good uh, evidence from twin studies has been used to measure, control, and manipulate how society is organized. Motivated by eugenic race science, German scientists of the 1920s separated twins into identical and fraternal control groups. They observed and quantified traits based on biological environmental differences between twin pairs and groups made up of twin pairs. That's the dark stuff that, like, just keep that in the back of your mind, I'll come back to it. Uh, let's see. These experiments pioneered the technical and organizational research principles still used today in twin studies. Subsequent generations of twin researchers may seek distance from these histories and reinvent recent reasons to study twins, yet the treatment of twins as a, quote, useful community to be studied continues today. So, like, they're like, we should probably find more, you know, ethical ways to do these things. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, twin insights into the nature of existence. History renders twins as heroes, gods, and monsters. That's us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I fit all of those categories. <laughs> exactly. Evidence of faith and speculative reason. For Christian theologians, the like St. Augustine, for example, twins were evidence of free will's triumph over the Zodiac. Look at twins, argued Augustine. They are born beneath the same stars, yet lead different lives and die at different times. Augustine used twins as evidence against fate in his fight with astrologers. Uh, unfortunately, it shows a picture here of Gemini, Gemini being the twins, as far as, right. you know, that goes. Yucky. Which <laughs> the, apparently the twins, sorry, apparently the twins um, portrayed in Gemini are Castor and Pollux. Okay, that right. rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several hundred years later, physicist Albert Einstein and philosopher Henry Bergson used twins to debate the nature of time. In Einstein's thought experiment known as his twin paradox, if one tri twin travels into space close to the speed of light, they will return to Earth younger than the twin sibling who stayed home. Bergson argued that time could not be understood simply in terms of science, their public debates attracted huge audiences who were confronted again by how twin narratives can be used to explore new truths about our existence. And actually, I don't know if I'm going to get into it a ton. I guess, well, I will say, did you ever hear about the Kelly twins from NASA? That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's Scott Kelly and Mark Kelly. 
they were both astronauts, both with NASA, and they're a good example of a modern day experiment, basically. Modern day as in like this was just back in 2015 that they experimented with these twins, and I'll explain it here. In 2015, NASA made the Kellys, twin brothers, and fellow astronauts the subject of a case study in which Scott Kelly went into space and his brother Mark remained on Earth as a control case for comparison. Now, side note, if we were both astronauts, (laughs) like we both went to, like, went through all of this schooling, both became astronauts, (laughs) and they're like, uh, Megan, you're going to space and Kelsey, you stay here. I would be so mad. I'm going to, I was, do I get to go eventually? Right. Like uh, I would be so, I would be so salty. I'd be yeah. like, well, I get to go too. Dang. At least me, let me go to the moon or something. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, I, I would be very jealous. I think. What if like the, the twist is that we're sending her to space, but she's not coming back. Oh yeah. She can go. <laughs> but yeah, they spent a, a year in, in space and it's i can't show i don't think it'll show up here not well enough if you just look man <laughs> my neighbors on their bull crap all over again here we go oh, <laughs> they are i don't um, hear it in my mic or in my uh, oh, headphones that's good that's good well anyway <laughs> um if you look up scott kelly and mark kelly they were they're like identical i think did it say i'm pretty sure they were identical they looked darn near identical mm-hmm. and then when they came when uh scott came back from space there is a significant difference in the way that they look and the way that they aged you it looks like he's older okay it looks like i don't know you just have to see it i'll just keep reading uh for a year nasa's twin studies collected data to test how space flight affects oxygen deprivation stress uh increases inflammation and causes changes in nutrients that influence gene expression One of the things they discovered was that while high-speed space does travel does indeed affect time, it also shapes how time affects the functions of the human body. So they did change a little bit. If you look like there is a noticeable difference in the way that he looks from when he left to when he came back. Mm -hmm. I just pulled up a picture. Is it the one who has the mustache who went up? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. Does it say it's Scott or Mark? Scott went into space. Okay. See... I don't know. Dang. Okay, then Scott is not the mustache. Mark is like looks frail compared to Scott. Yeah, there's so the theory is that the twin that would go into space, at least Einstein's theory, is that the twin that went into space when he comes back will look as if he like is a year younger. Like Mm -hmm. his theory was if you shoot one of them up into space for a year, when he comes back, he will seem younger than the counterpart that stayed on Earth. Yeah, if that's the case, and that's he who does. I believe, which, which is which in this picture, um, he, it's like he was moving so, like different ages. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was moving so fast that when he came back, although he was gone for an Earth year, he mm-hmm. was ahead of the. Sp- I don't. It's so, this is the stuff that I can't wrap my head around. But it's like he yeah. aged slower in space. Yeah. Siblings separated at birth. Twins have given instructions and entertainment in religious texts, medieval folk tales, theater, and television. One recurring story involves twins who are separated but eventually restored to a state of harmony. The fascinations with the fascination with twins separated at birth became another scientific method used to explore the relationship between nature and nurture. This is always a fun one. Yeah. Uh, Three Identical Strangers is a documentary about triplets Robert Shaffron 
whoa, Robert Shaffron, Edward Galland, and David Kelman, who were separated at birth but found each other by chance in the 1980s. Their reunion was national media spectacle. Scientists from the Minnesota study for twins reared apart, or Mistra, <laughs> uh, asked them to join their study. Mistra was not the triplets' first reared apart study. Later, they discovered that they were part of another study of separate twins, separated twins and multiple birth siblings being conducted by covertly by Dr. Peter Neubauer in New York. Neubauer recorded the lives of twins and triplets who had been separated at birth by an adoption agency, which believed that they would develop their own identities if kept apart. I burped again. Oh my god. Sorry. Neither the adoptive families nor the children were told that they were twins or triplets. Because they, like, really wanted to stick to this, this, uh, you know, this experiment. Yeah. Like, don't let anybody, the only people that knew were the scientists and the agency, and they're like, don't let anybody else know that they're twins, and don't let the adoptive families know. Jesus, okay. Yeah, the film explored the ethics of keeping this study a secret. Uh, it also raised an important question relevant to the to all so-called natural experiments. Do researchers shape the subjects they observe? So, like, yeah. <laughs> Did they know they were part of a test study of any kind? No. I I would say in that instance, then no. Well, <laughs> I know, I know. If they wouldn't it's, be I mean, in the well, situation it, if it weren't for the the researchers. So, yes. Yeah. So it is. It is. <laughs> I know. It's like it's all very confusing. It's all. It's a lot. Um, on June sixth. 18 or sorry 1981 Stephen and Amanda Mays became the world's first twins to be conceived thanks to in vitro fertilization as more sophisticated medical techniques and complex fertility markets developed in the last decades of the 20th century twin birth rates increased dramatically up 40 percent in some countries what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> twin pregnancies and births increase uh the birth in that what jesus criminy their <laughs> births increase many health risks for mothers and babies however mm-hmm. in the early 2000s the industry regulator in the uk the human fertilization and embryologic embryology authority commissioned an independent review into excess deaths linked to twin pregnancies and as a result it now campaigns to educate medical professionals and parents about the risks to mothers and babies from implementing multiple embryos during ivf treatments that's true. I know some people, um, friends and stuff that I know in real life that have gone through IVF and not to, I'm going to throw out random numbers. I'm not going to call it out anybody by name, but they did do that. And they ended up having like, let's just say seven, uh, that eggs that were fertilized and they're like, okay, you now have seven fertilized eggs inside of your body. Now you have to make a decision. Uh-huh. And like, how do you make that decision? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's that's, that's you can't have seven babies. You can't have six, five, four. I mean, is is it possible? Has it medically happened before? Yes, but yeah. like your risk is insane. Like right. I mean, I don't know. And and that yeah, definitely to, gets into the um, abortion I think territory. Worse, like, yeah. What's I don't want to say it's worse, but what's complicates the situation more is they knew the genders of the they knew the genders and they're like let's just say did i say let's 
they had six. If they had six, they're like, you have three boys and three girls. What do you want? Now I feel like you're getting in some weird. Uh, you're playing God at that point. Yes. And that's yes. And I'm not, and I'm not going to knock in vitro at all. Truthfully, like I'm obviously in a same sex relationship. Uh, that would be one of our options if we wanted to have children and we would be faced with that decision. And it's like, that is, I don't know. It's like, what could boy number two have been? What could girl number three have been? Like, right. Ugh, I don't know. And I just think, uh, and, and that's so hard, I think for, I would think for parents who are trying to have children and go with in vitro. And it's like, you know, if, in natural in a natural order if you could have had seven children and wanted seven children it's like yeah yeah yeah, i'd have seven children but when you have them all at once and it's like okay you only get to pick one that you get to keep um i just can't it it sucks for the the parents who are like they want to be parents so bad and they would parent seven children if they could and they're faced with well you pick one of your kids and the rest of them go Right. A lot of people go, I mean, people go with in vitro usually not as a last resort, but like you can't conceive naturally. Like anybody I know that's done it is they just struggle naturally. I don't know. Nobody would ask for that, but that's, we're not, we're not talking about that. Yay tangents. (laughs) Anyway, as a result, it now campaigns to educate everybody on their risks you know, from IVF treatments, the policy highlights how twins, whether actively sought by parents or incidentally made, are often the result of competing reproductive medical and financial pressures. Uh, Let's see, twins were also the result of a controversial procedure that produced the world's first genetically modified humans in November 2018. Not that long ago. What? What? Why have we not heard of this? I don't know, because these names didn't even ring a bell. The The birth of Lulu and Nana? No. Nothing? Yeah, it didn't ring a bell for me either. In November 2018, the birth of Lulu and Nana was announced at a press conference to shocked audience. Uh, a team of Chinese scientists led by <laughs> He Jinkyu sure. mm-hmm. used a gene editing technique called it's the shortened version is literally CRISPR-Cas9 like C-R-I-S-P-R dash C-A-S-9 Let's to bioengineer their embryos in an attempt to lessen Lulu and Nana's vulnerability to the HIV virus. The intentions, albeit good, were really weird. Yeah. The procedure was widely criticized for the risks posed to the twins and the damage to the trust placed in science and scientists. Uh, He was later jailed. The scientific community has struggled to apportion collective responsibility for experiments such as these. As for Lulu and Nana, they have been hidden from public view to protect them from the repercussions of a legal and controversial experiment that led to their birth. It's not their fault. It's but they... not their fault. Yeah, he, I mean, that is 100% he was playing God. He, like, was, you what know. What if I just took a little of this and A puzzle piecing everything this, together, so. and he's like, we're going to start genetically modifying human embryos to be born into not being able to contract certain illnesses that's the moral i i don't know i don't even know where to, i don't know where to go with that immediately my brain jumps to and only because i just read it and just finished it and you know the book tender is the flesh um, it's listen and how did you what would you give it out of five 
truthfully i gave it a four out of five because the first yeah. half of the book i wasn't really impressed uh it was the last half of the book that got me uh yeah, i liked it for the reasons that you didn't because i liked the uh world building by word mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it i like that because i need visual stuff you didn't like it but whatever the whole yes, concept of the yeah. book is like i i don't know it is so all dystopic. animals have contracted a virus all, all animals from insects to large you know zoo animals mm-hmm. um that includes the meat that we eat as humans um so it can't be consumed anymore so quickly cannibalism becomes legalized and normalized um, commercialized and mm-hmm. they start genetically modifying humans specifically to consume there's humans that are allowed to grow in society and be people and have jobs and families and lives and then there are humans the the head or the meat that they call it that is bred like just Mm -hmm. replace cattle with humans and yeah literally if you read the description of because they go through like a processing plant and if you replace the words if you replace the human nouns with like cattle beef what steer things like that it's exactly what it is now which i think maybe is just a giant psa for like you know Mm -hmm. uh meat eating and consuming and whatnot but it is a really unsettling book because for the majority of people in this time of this book uh it is normalized they like it's one of those just don't think of you don't think about it you just do it now yeah like these humans Uh, are for consumption these humans are for goods like leather and um their hair and their eyes and like some of them are bred to take their body parts to you know if you have to turn it into like almost like a heart yeah turn it into a uh, repo genetic opera style stuff it's i think what makes it scary is it puts it in a way that it feels so um probable yeah i don't I mean, mm-hmm. that dude is, he's towing that line by creating those twins, genetically yeah, modifying them. We're going to genetically piece together people that will be immune to existing illnesses. He got yeah. put in jail. I know he had good intentions, I'm sure, but like, no, nah, man, that is, a, that's not a slippery slope. That's a cliff. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> anyway, that's just a, a drop off, is what that is. <laughs> let's move on. We're talking about twins. <laughs> where did what uh this is the last little chunk of this one your digital twin the many different scientific findings generated using twins have changed and challenged how we see ourselves bioscience has also helped to create many more twins throughout fertility treatments and sometimes questionable biotechnologies now in the digital age twin science is moving into the virtual world we may be slowly getting used to the idea of avatars of ourselves in the virtual world but a digital twin could be something more It is hoped that these data doubles would use data to track and predict our future health conditions. They could test what-if scenarios, such as surgical procedures on a digital model of your heart, for example, and a digital twin could help a medical team assess the likely outcome of different therapies, a virtual as opposed to a living laboratory of your body. (sighs) I haven't heard this. I feel like we're in the same playing field that we were just talking about of like, the moral i 
let me read this last thing. Although okay. the selling point would be an exact real-time data double personal to you, in order to be accurate and reliable, your digital twin would in fact have to be an aggregate drawn from large collections of health and medical data, a virtual laboratory of many. Um, I feel like then it's weird. You could just keep doing what if, what if, what if scenarios on your body. And once again, sort of like, instead of genetically modified, you're already existing. Just get, you play God with your outcome again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Wow. I feel like we could have, this tangent could have gone so many different ways outside of twins. A hundred percent stuff to keep in mind, but we're going to go back to twins. And now I might skip around on this because I know I'm taking a little bit of time. Um, but this next chunk that I I knew I wanted to cover as soon as you said it, and I'm like, I feel terrible, but I feel like you can't talk about twins and the history of twins without discussing uh, Nazi Germany. So yeah. sorry about it. Here we go. Also, the picture of the guy who did all this, just think of like the poster child for creepy Nazi men, and that would be him. I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he blurry, looks like, yeah. yeah, he looks like he just popped off the, you know, the cover of Inglorious Bastards or something. He looks, I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> we get a reenactment. This is coming from the history, like history.com. So like the history channel, it says twins, twins, 10 year old Eva Moses uh, clung to her mother amidst the chaos of the selection platform of Auschwitz-Birkenau. Before arriving at the death camp, she had been stuffed into a train car on a seemingly uh, endless journey from Hungary. Now she and her twin sister Miriam pressed close as Nazi guards shouted orders in German. I don't know what that was, but we're okay. Okay. Uh, suddenly, an, suddenly an SS guard stopped in front of the identical girls. Are they twins, he asked. Is that good, she replied, their mother. Uh, he nodded and Eva Moses's life changed forever. The SS guard grabbed her and Miriam, whisking them away from their mother as they screamed and called her name. They never saw her again. Is that... Do you realize who that is, right, that you're discussing? I sure do. I was going to get there. Okay. Eva Moses, Eva Moses ends up being known as Eva Moses Core. Core. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Who, of all the people... This is what History Channel... So this, this article is from... Looks like 2019. July 2019. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, well, that makes sense. It sure does. Because Eva and Miriam Moses, Eva Moses Kor, uh, of all the places in all the world, she went from Hungary to Auschwitz to uh, good old nowhere, nowhere else but Terre Haute, Indiana. She ended up in Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, what are the odds of that? So this was written, Terre Haute is not men mentioned in this article, but she did live this is where she ended up residing mm -hmm. um it's actually because she passed away in 2019 that's why this is timely july of 2019 yes and this was our uh written published in july on july 8th 2019 so it had to be like days immediate. after she passed away fourth of july yes and where did she pass away at did you happen to look that up um she no. did not pass away in Terre Haute, indiana she oh shoot she i remember this because of mm -hmm. course i mean it's it was local so the the irony of it the uh i don't know the justice of it all she actually had traveled overseas back to poland Ger yeah maybe she, 
I can't if you could look up where exactly she died. It was just like mm-hmm. poetic justice that she went back it was there. Krakow, Poland, I think I don't Krakow, think Poland. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where she ended up dying. So she basically waited till she went home to die mm-hmm. and it's uh, I don't know. But what what a weird coincidence that of all the people that we're going to discuss like because she was you'll learn she was one of few survivors. Like, given how many people they experimented on, she was one of few. Yeah. Uh, and ended up in Terre Haute, Indiana. They'll talk about the um, organization that cr- she created here that still exists. And actually, I haven't been before. Mm-hmm. Um, the Candles oh, Museum. I've not either. I hate it because she would actually be there a lot of the times. And she, she would, would yes. um, herself give uh, presentations. Tours and yeah. Yeah, it's um and do you know what candle stands for? I I know it stands for something, but I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. It's in here. I have to like scroll down and find it real quick, but um oh lord, maybe I won't find it. I'll end up getting to it eventually, but uh whatever. Whatever. I'm going to keep reading. So yes, this article <laughs> yeah. does happen to be about Eva Core, who happened to end up moving to Terre Haute, Indiana after Auschwitz like jesus criminy Mm -hmm. anyway uh they never saw their mother again eva and miriam had just become subjects of a massive inhumane medical experimentation program at auschwitz birkenau a program aimed solely at thousands of twins many of them children led by physician yosef mangela i i feel like that's how you say his last name but Mm -hmm. Uh, The program turned twins like Eva and Miriam into unwilling medical subjects in experiments that exposed about 3,000 children at Auschwitz-Birkenau to disease, disfigurement, and torture under the guise of medical research into illness, human endurance, and more. Uh, It gets bad. I mean, it's not super graphic, but the stuff they did is... If you don't know about this, it's funny because I learned about it in German class in high school. Um. And I remember being called out in the class and she was like, they would have loved you, not like in a weird way, but (laughs) she's like, you would have survived specifically, but for experiments. And this is how I learned about all of this. So uh, to me, I feel like this is common knowledge stuff. Sorry if everybody knows all of this, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I found it very interesting. Then I find it interesting now. Yeah. Uh, Twins were separated from the other prisoners during the massive selections that took place at the camp's massive train platform and whisked off to a laboratory laboratory to be examined (laughs) mangella usually used one twin as a control and subjected the other to everything from blood transfusions to forced insemination injections with diseases amputations and murder uh i suddenly would not be jealous of you (laughs) to be to make a little light of the situation yeah uh those that died were dissected and studied their surviving twins were killed and subjected to the same scrutiny um <laughs> told you it's dark twin studies had helped scientists like mangela men- mentor justify oh what twin studies had helped scientists like mangela's mentor justify what they saw as necessary discrimination against people with undesirable genetic characteristics such as jews roma people lgbtq people people with disabilities and others But the twin experiments that had helped create the eugenics movement would ironically lead to the downfall of eugenics itself for eugenicists like Mangella, identical twins like the Moses sisters were the perfect research subjects. Since they share a genome, scientists reasoned any physical or behavioral differences in twins would be due to behavior, not genetics. Eugenicists also 
or sorry, eugenicists held genetics responsible for undesirable characteristics and social conditions like criminality and poverty. Say, yeah, they, so they were saying that if you're a criminal, if you're impoverished, it's just your genetics. You couldn't help it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, They believed that selective breeding could be used to encourage socially acceptable behavior and wipe out undesirable tendencies. Ah. By the time twin research began at Auschwitz-Birkenau in the 1940s, the use of twins in scientific experimentation was decades old, though prior twin experiments had produced growing evidence that environment was as important as genetics Eugenics researchers clung to the idea that you you could unlock new insights into nature and nurture through studying them. One of them, Otmar von Versch, oh my gosh, Otmar von Verschur, uh, had significant power and influence in Nazi Germany. He authored texts that influenced Nazi Nazi policies towards Jews, Roma people, and others, arguing that race had a biological basis and that inferior people could taint the Aryan race. Yeah. An advocate for forced sterilization and selective breeding, Von Vachur, uh, I'm going to say his name different every single time, collected <laughs> genetic information on large numbers of twins studying the, statistics, <laughs> studying the statistics in an attempt to determine whether everything from disease to criminal behavior could be inherited. And he had a protege, a young physician named Josef Mangella, that beehole. Uh, Like his mentor, Mangella was vehemently racist and devoted member to the Nazi party. In 1943, he began working at Auschwitz-Birkenau as a medical officer. At first, Mangella was in charge of the Roma camp there, but in 1944, the entire remaining population of the camp was murdered in the gas chambers. Mangella was prompted to chief camp physician of the entire Birkenau camp and became known for his brutal selection of incoming prisoners for the gas chambers. (sighs) Mangella wanted to continue the twin experiments he had begun with Von Vresh- Von Guy, uh, and now Von he Dutch. had a captive Von Dutch, <laughs> and and now he had a captive populace on which to do so. Though his earlier experiments had been legitimate, his work in Auschwitz-Birkenau was not. Abandoning medical ethics and research protocols, Mangella began conducting horrific experiments on up to fifteen hundred sets of twins, many children. Jesus. Yeah, the Mangella twins received nominal protection from some of the ravages of life at Auschwitz-Birkenau. They were not selected for the gas chambers, lived in separate quarters, and were given additional food and medical care. In exchange, though, they became the unwilling subjects of inhumane experiments at the hands of Mangella, who gained a reputation as the angel of death for his power, his mercurial temper, and his cruelty. For Eva, life as a Mangela twin meant sitting naked for hours and having her body repeatedly measured and compared to Miriam's. She withstood injections of an unknown substance that caused severe reactions. As twins, I knew that we were unique because we were never permitted to interact with anybody in other parts of the camp, she later recalled. But I didn't know I was being used for genetic experiments. Eugenics itself was research rooted sorry, in twi- twin research. Francis Galton, a British scientist who coined the term eugenics in 1883, had used twin studies in his earlier eugenic research. Deeply influenced by his half-cousin, Charles Darwin's book, uh, The Origin of Species, yeah, go figure, like, does it surprise you in the slightest that the guy who created eugenics is the half-cousin of Charles Darwin? Yeah. Um, Galton became intrigued by how and whether humans passed along traits like intelligence and preoccupied with the potential of breeding desirable genetic traits into humans. Creepy creep. 
for Galton and other eugenic researchers, twins held the key to understanding which characteristics were genetic and which ones were environmental. Using data collected via self-reported questionnaires, Galton studied dozens of pairs of twins to, de to determine how they were similar and how they were different. He concluded that similarities between twins were due to their genetics, that one element that varies in different individuals but is constant in each of them is the natural tendency, he wrote. It inevitably asserts itself. Uh, gosh, there's still a lot more to go, and I don't want to keep going on and on. Um, let's see. I'll jump down to here. In the aftermath of the war, scientists grappled with the aftermath of Nazi experimentation and the Holocaust use of eugenic principles in the name of genocide. In 1946, a group of German physicians who had carried out euthanasia and conducted medical experimentation in Nazi death camps were tried at Nuremberg during a 140-day-long trial. The trial resulted in seven death sentencing sentences and the Nuremberg Code, a set of research ethics had influence, that has influenced modern concepts of informed consent and medical experimentation. When I said only a few twins made it, only 200 of the 3,000 twins uh, survived. Among them were Eva and Miriam. And in the 70s, Eva Kaur began lecturing about her experiences, uh, seeking out other survivors. She and Miriam both formed the nonprofit, which it's Children of Auschwitz, not what? Children of Auschwitz, Nazi Deadly Lab Experiment Survivors or Candles, mm -hmm. uh, which I feel like I didn't know that's what it stood for. And it's just so eerie that it does. So all I knew was the Children of Auschwitz. I couldn't remember the rest. Yeah, Nazi deadly lab experiment survivors. Neat. Yikes. Uh, they tracked down more than 100 of the survivors and, you know, documented their experiences. Most records of experimentation at Auschwitz were destroyed, but the lives of people like Eva Kaur, who died in July 2019 at age 85, bear witness to the twins' experiments' brutality. Ironically, the very type of experimentation Nazi physicians thought would uphold the pseudoscience they used to justify genocide ended up undermining the field of eugenics. In the face of unconvincing data revealed by twin studies and worldwide condemnation of Nazi medical experiments, scientists abandoned eugenics en masse and the field died out. <sighs> so there's more, but I'm there's like one paragraph more, but I'm tired. I'm getting gummy in my in my in my uh you know talking okay. in my mouth. <laughs> Um, the history of twins is really dark. People use them, whether they know it or not, as like, you know, experiments for nature versus nurture, even me and Megan. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're going to touch base on it. I feel like you won't because we're talking twin telepathy, surprisingly, if you forgot. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but the whole nature versus nurture thing, like me and Megan were raised in the same home by the same parents, did everything the exact same. One of us turned out to be gay. One of us is straight. Like, mm -hmm. there's no... How How do you explain that? Like, yeah. to me, truthfully, I don't know if I want to go down the road of do I believe it's na nature or nurture. I think maybe a little bit of both. Um, mm -hmm. But we really did everything together. Um, so it's hard to say. And I knew from a young age, I think we all knew from a young age mm -hmm. that I was different. So it's like... Uh, I don't know. Eugenic zero. Nature one. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Sorry. I took it all dark and weird, but the I... point is, like, people are fascinated by twins. Sometimes that takes them down morally really weird roads. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes not. Then you just get asked silly questions like, if I hit her, are you going to feel it? Or, mm -hmm. I know. If I or whisper she... something in your ear, 
will she know what I said to you? And honestly, that's the whole concept of twin telepathy, which it depends on who you ask. I I believe that it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go ahead and get into that. Sure. Yeah, all right. I think for a palate cleanser, <laughs> because oh, really? it got weird. I looked up uh, fun facts about twins. And mm-hmm. this is coming from an Australian website, but... I believe twins are probably the same across the board, regardless okay. of where they live. So I don't know. Um, one of the first things is it says 40% of twins invent their own language. Yes. I would say, I think, and our mother will attest that when we were little, we would like do our babble to each other. And yeah, it was really in English. Was just, <laughs> yeah, it really was just babble, but I think we both could communicate that way and understand each other. Yeah. Uh, identical twins have different fingerprints. I mean, yeah. Okay. Twins can have completely different skin tones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when well, it's, yes. Yeah. When we're talking um, fraternal, fraternal versus identical. Yeah. yeah. Twins start interacting in the womb at 14 weeks old. All right. Mm-hmm. Identical twins can develop different diseases. That yes, makes yeah. sense. It's possible for twins to have different dads. Yes, yeah, that's true too. Mm, once you have I say a set, that like I like how I'm giving. I'm like yes, they're right. Yeah. <laughs> once you have one set of non-identical twins, you are three to four times more likely to have another set. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Nigeria has the highest rate of multiple births and the most identical twins. I did see that. I must have skipped something because I was going to say, like, in the midst of the dark stuff, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Is it West Africa has the highest? Well, if if Nigeria is in West Africa, they do have the highest number of twins, but mm-hmm. also for a long time up until, like, I don't have a year, but, like, recent history it was viewed as like you would either get shunned, you know, banished from your village, whatever. Like if a woman had twins, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, what the heck? Uh, and they would either get rid of them or kill them. And well, um, they don't do that now. Yeah. Yeah. That I know of. That I know Cause... of. That, well, because even with, this is silly, but like cows, I read that like if cow, if a cow gives birth to twins, it's seen mm-hmm. as a bad omen and a lot of, like in like small villages and stuff and they will just get rid of that cow kill that cow because they're like uh-oh it didn't <laughs> and happen get rid of the babies too yeah <laughs> yeah well because the next fact that i'm gonna say and i don't i'm just putting it out there i have nothing else to add to this china has the lowest rate of twins yeah and i feel like that is the highest say- population in the world has the lowest rate of twins. Uh, if anybody knows anything about anything, I feel like it's common knowledge what China's practice was for a long time, so that doesn't surprise me. Yep. Twins can have different birthdays, and I'm not talking one's born at 11.59 and the next one's born at 12.01 a.m. Uh, the longest gap in twins is 63 days. I would be so mad as the mother. <laughs> like, get out. Um, and then mothers of twins live longer. All right. So, yay. There you go, mom. (laughs) (laughs) 
there's a palate cleanser. Okay, now I'm going to pull up my, um, I wanted to look up examples of twin telepathy, twins who say they have experienced some form of twin telepathy, which comes in all sorts of different things. Truthfully, when I hear the word telepathy, I think I'm going, no, 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 no. And I'm like sending right. something to your brain. Are you That's... glad that you got the ninas out? Because I can never do the ninna thing. That was a really good one. I don't I know, think I... I try to do it all the time and it goes, and like nothing moves. Okay. So, um, I did go to, I checked a couple different places. I went to the good old Google machine. Truthfully, mm-hmm. it was just giving me a lot of articles like what you just read. And I'm like, no, I want like firsthand experience. Right. Uh, I went to TikTok. The problem, I mean, I'm going to get this with every website, but uh, with with people who say they have quote unquote um, personal experience, but I wanted to make sure it was authentic. And yeah. well, and some also TikToks, so many things it's easy to tell on their face that it was planned so planned yeah but also some people's like um what's the word i'm looking for production quality of just tiktoks i'm like i don't know what to believe is fake or real at this point i just saw a thing actually about a guy who saw his daughter's doppelganger like this is not the first time he had like a full interaction with an invisible doppelganger on camera and i was like i know i'll have to send it to you and part of me is like it seems i I don't know if I believe you. I don't know. Yeah. But there are some things that I'm like, it's a little odd. You can see his shirt. She likes, she quote unquote scoots past him and you see his shirt move as he's just standing there as if someone pushed up against him. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Anyway, Mm -hmm. TikTok's wild. (laughs) Anyway, I decided to go to uh, Reddit, even though I understand that Reddit, uh, posts can also be fabricated and i can't see your face to tell if it's you know not yours but the person who wrote its face to tell if they're lying or not but whatever it sounds more believable here i feel like anyway (laughs) yeah no it's fair so the first one i'm gonna read you is actually it's um a different type of telepathy i let me just okay i'm gonna go ahead and read it (laughs) okay They said, I'm not sure if it's because we're twins, but I remember when I was little, my sister would sometimes sleep in my room just for fun. She had cerebral palsy, which, pause, cerebral palsy is not something that you are genetically born with. It is caused during the birthing process. So that is very unfortunate. Um, Not that people with cerebral palsy can't live full and happy lives, but it does come with complications and some Mm -hmm. setbacks. And for one twin to be birthed normally and then the second twin to have complications that blows yeah as, as yeah a twin. <laughs> i not that any any uh you know disability should be put above another but that to me is like one of the most frustrating because it's just oh it frustrates i don't know how to explain it i feel like mm-hmm. this is a good twin telepathy moment of i feel like megan knows what i'm trying to say i'm not saying people with cerebral palsies uh, frustrate me yeah, but just it's frustrating that it's a completely uh, avoidable, avoidable thing. Oh, jinx. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, her sister she had cerebral palsy and could not stand, sit up, speak, or even chew solid food. So it was a very so, serious yeah. case. She was always on her back or in a wheelchair and was tube fed through her belly button. She could only make noises or blink to have any communication. 
I remember one night the lights were out and she was on a mattress on the floor beside me because it was a hazard to have her like up in a bed, um, a normal bed. Anyway, we were just laying there and I was talking away for probably over an hour before we fell asleep. She would respond by making noises. We had full on hour long conversations with each other in a way that we could banter back and forth. And it seemed natural and made sense to me that I could pick up what type of response she had by her noises. So mm-hmm. we had an uncle who had cerebral palsy and he, it, it got progressively worse. He, worse. He, he lived a lot longer than what doctors anticipated, right. like decades longer. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, He's actually our great uncle. Yes. And um, when he was younger, he lived on his own. He had a job, things like that. You know, he he was able to take care of himself for the most part. But as he got older, he degenerated more and needed help feeding himself and cleaning himself and things like that. And with that, his speech got like progressively worse. And it was one of those if you were around him when he could speak a lot better. And now he's to the point where it's just moans and sound like mumbles and stuff um mm-hmm. my, our parents could understand him they would know what he's asking for and it sucked because for us growing up we were so little when his speech was better that when we were older it's like i don't know what you're asking for i'm sorry uh, it, <laughs> it was very frustrating um and it was frustrating I, for him too you like you could see him getting frustrated and I felt bad because I didn't want to frustrate him and I didn't want to seem like I didn't understand but I didn't understand yeah. um and this is silly but actually I saw a video probably on TikTok recently of someone with cerebral palsy speaking about something and it had um you know captions and with mm-hmm. the captions everything he was saying I was like makes perfect sense I understand him but then I tried to cover the captions and listen to it again and I was getting mad at myself because I'm like I don't I do not understand what he's saying. Like it just, mm-hmm. oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, but I also okay. can't understand people talking to me on a normal day, like right <laughs> yeah. to my face. I'm like, I didn't hear that. So maybe it's not a good example. <laughs> um, I'm gonna skip this next one because I know we're gonna have things to say about it. So I'm gonna go to the okay. next one. I'll come back to it. This one says, in high school, we took a quiz. The twins took a quiz on the assigned reading that we had done for To Kill a Mockingbird. One of the questions was, what did Scout dress up as for Halloween? The answer is a ham. My (laughs) My brother and I both included similarly drawn pictures of stick figures wearing ham costumes in the margin of the quiz. Yeah. (laughs) Like, random. Why? Why do you do that? Um, another one said my aunt and dad were twins. I find it odd that they put said aunt first and not my dad and aunt. Like you think you'd pick the relative closest to you? I suppose. Is it like a grammatical thing? (laughs) Sorry to put you on the spot again. No, it's like when you say my sister and I. No, no, no. It's not a grammatical thing. I would just think, would you say my aunt Michelle and dad? Or would you say dad and aunt Michelle? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and this whole, st- I don't know, I don't know the dynamic with their father, so maybe they're closer to the aunt. Anyway, it says, my aunt and dad were twins. I, uh, my aunt woke up in the middle of the night from an odd dream. She even woke my uncle up, so not the dad, but like a brother of the twins. Yeah. Uh, woke my uncle up to tell him about it. 
In the dream, my dad told her to take care of my sister and I. He told my aunt he was leaving and needed her to look after us. She said the dream really shook her up, and that morning they found out her dad had died in his sleep. Yikes. See, yeah. some of the some of the examples that you've used prior to this, uh, it's I looked up a bunch of other things. I know I talked a lot, but um I didn't even cover everything I looked up. Mm-hmm. Uh it was saying that you can have close almost like telepathy instances with, you know, siblings that aren't twins, significant others that you've been with for a long time and are very close to. Like some of this thing some of those things can be done with other people that is the stuff that i'm like i don't know homie like i don't know (laughs) yeah and i'll cover a couple more because i know we have our own personal instances that we can discuss yes and and that will probably come up that you didn't realize was a telepathy moment until i tell you these (laughs) okay okay i'll give a couple more my twin sister and i both took spanish in eighth grade from the same teacher but we were in different class periods sound familiar (laughs) yes we did that at the start of every new lesson we would watch a video introducing what we were about to learn our teacher would always ask us if we had any questions after the video finished and several times i was the only one with a question and when i would ask it our teacher would turn white and say your sister was the only one with the question last period and it was the same exact question this happened about five times over the course of a year i believe that Mm mm-hmm um yeah i would say so okay so here's here's one during woodshop my twin thought uh my twin thought i wish i had that sandpaper i thought he said this out loud and handed the sandpaper to him without saying anything no one around us heard him say he wanted sandpaper and is still one of our greatest moments (laughs) yeah yeah so i can attest to that i think um We've had several moments where, I don't know, I I don't know if I've said something out loud or if it's in my head, mostly with Mm -hmm. music or movies. And then you will start singing said song or start quoting said movie. And I'm like, did I say that out loud or did you just start? (laughs) Like, which one of us did that first? And I feel like that's happened on so many occasions. I can't even, yeah, I can't even pick a single occasion um, Mm -mm. where you will start singing something and I have to stop and go, was I singing that? (laughs) No, I, yeah, I've had that happen also. Or I know (laughs) what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I have twin daughters. They are only 18 months old, so they haven't had a lot of time to do something too freaky yet. Yeah. (laughs) However, once I came to pick them up at daycare and they were still playing while I was talking with the teacher, they were on opposite sides of the room from each other, each pushing a stroller with a baby doll in it. Two strollers, two babies. Yes. At the exact same time, with no discernible communication made, they both stopped, walked to the other side of the room, and started pushing the other stroller. Start them early. <laughs> I guess. Now... This is the one that I wanted to save and go back to because I feel like it's going to get us on this just a a rabbit hole. Right. And I love it. I love the first sentence. Is it about a dream? Um, No. (laughs) Okay. No, not necessarily. It would have been funny if I called it, huh? I know. I'm well, I'm. We'll get get there. there. (laughs) 
Okay, so and I just love that they started off with nothing super crazy. And I'm like, really? Because this happens a lot to us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nothing super crazy, but sometimes my twin and I will forget who did what. Like, I have a specific memory of something even from a few years ago. And she'll say, no, I did that. And it's mm -hmm. sometimes confusing and annoying because I have such a vivid memory of doing it. But so does she in the exact same way. Yeah, no, that's true. We, I feel like we just recently did that. Yes. We'll start telling a story and you're like, well, I went to so-and-so's. I'm like, no, you didn't. I did. And mm -hmm. we're both like getting heated because I'm like, <laughs> I, I remember because I did it in this order. And you're like, I know I did that. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we did oh, do that. God. So it's funny, just the, the instances of telepathy that I'm like, I guess that is a twin, possibly a twin or multiple thing. I didn't realize. Yeah. And it's annoying because I know it's happened a lot, but I can't think of any instance off the top of my head right now, like mm -hmm. in that vein specifically that I'm like, I know I did something and you think that you did it. Yes. Um, yeah. I can't think of one. <sighs> yeah. It was, I can't think of one either. And I know we've had one just, just recently. recently. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But oh, no, um gonna bug me now. As far as our own instances, um the first thing that I think that comes to mind before I get to like the big one, the one that was like shook, uh was when you were attacked by the dog. Okay. Uh we were walking home in our neighborhood when we were um uh, middle school into high school we would we had friends all over the neighborhood and we'd always walk everywhere i don't know that's just what we did we'd go yeah. hey you want to go on a walk <laughs> and then that walk was, for hours <clears throat> yes and just talk and mm -hmm. whatever oh the good old days anyway our neighborhood <laughs> wasn't like the best i guess it would be considered the ghetto if you ask some of our friends and um i agree <laughs> not if you ask friends if you ask me yeah, yeah yeah so uh we were walking home with a group of friends and at one point we split for some reason um all right sorry y'all <clears throat> yeah More technical uh, difficulties yeah part of the reason why we weren't able to record the past week and a half but we're back for now who knows how long yeah where My were we garbage y'all i don't know what i'm paying for that's all i'm saying petition petition to get different i'm about internet. to they're ticking me off and i'm not going to get into it right now but anyway we don't have time where were we we were walking around the neighborhood that's what we were doing yes yeah <laughs> all right so back in our day that's what we did for fun is we took walks around the neighborhood anyway it was uh, me and kelsey and like two or three other friends and we got to some intersection i don't remember why but we're like we're gonna go to locust and you guys can take first avenue and we yeah. split and walked on either side of the block for some reason where we couldn't see each other except when we hit alleyways yeah anyway i was walking with our friend rochelle and uh we got to a point where we were ahead of you guys and we were almost home almost home i mean literally standing in front of the house and i was like yeah. something's not right and rochelle's like yeah they should have met up with us and i'm like no i mean like I don't know I don't feel good so we turned around and walked back and you were standing in front of another friend's house who was just a block away a block down from our home 
and yeah. their their dog was outside which it was a doberman um i understand the stereotypes around dogs but different dog breeds but um so we've met him before though we we had interacted with this dog before but the owners weren't outside but the dog was and kelsey was um talking to the dog i don't know what you were doing i was calling him because we've known this dog for years and i called him by name i was like hey and he was just laying there not really reacting reacting the way i expected and i was like okay never mind and decided to leave him alone because he did not seem interested in me Yep. And I walked up just in time for you to turn around and do like, oh, like, I don't know why he's not coming over for him to jump on your back and then attack you and take a chunk out of your back. That was fun. I mean, yeah, as a uh, an what is it called? someone yeah, who's watching, uh, I'm sure it was just as That's, fun. I feel as like it... I've asked you plenty of times, like what it looked like, because I felt like I feel in retrospect, I'm like, I feel like I probably looked stupid. I was like flailing. I was trying to elbow him in the head to get him off me. Mm-hmm. Um, you like threw a punch over your shoulder and like kicked your leg back. And the whole thing was a blur, honestly. Like that whole adrenaline thing kicked in. Like that's real because mm-hmm. I didn't know he bit me. I remember he like ran at me and jumped on me. I don't remember. It was like, it was a blur. I don't know. He, it felt weightless. I didn't feel like he was on me, but I knew he was on me. And I was just like, trying to punch as hard like trying very hard to punch behind me or like elbow him in the head or something Mm -hmm. um i didn't feel the weight of his body but i knew he was on me and i didn't know he bit me definitely didn't know he bit me uh i was just like i think mostly embarrassed in the moment as stupid as that sounds which i don't know the whole the rest of the day was also a blur because i don't remember anything no we had to call our mom who was at the grocery store and she got out of the the aisle in the middle of the, buying the, stuff. No, the checkout line buying yeah. frozen pizzas for brianna's birthday yeah oh i yeah. didn't know it was around october but um i think it, it was like brianna's birthday or something yeah watch us get corrected but and, and the thing is you were wearing a red t-shirt and mm-hmm. you turned around and i was like oh no because uh, the thing is, I didn't know you were bit until your shirt kind of moved. And then I saw your skin and realized what I was looking at was a, a red gaping hole. Sorry, guys. And um, <laughs> I you mom came home and you you don't remember any of this? Not really. No, not okay. really. So mom came home. She calls said friend who has the dog and they hightailed it. They threw that dog in a car and peaced out. And they're like, what dog? Um, yeah, that dog got put to sleep and, um, which Eventually, is unfortunate for yeah. the dog. It's sad. Uh, it's like, I know it didn't happen because of me. Like he kept attacking people. Like... Yeah. It wasn't his first incident doing this. So, uh, but the problem is, is when mom yelled, then explain that to the hole in my daughter's back when they're like, no, he wouldn't have bit her. And when she said that you reached your hand back and stuck it in that hole <laughs> and mm-hmm. you were like, Bleh and just knocked out <laughs> like Did you I? were you were just pale like pale white not no one was home <laughs> so. okay because i don't i like remember that i remember that a little bit uh mm-hmm. but i guess i forget about how i reacted because i do remember reaching back and touching it and then i don't remember like how i reacted the lights were on but no one was home <laughs> okay <laughs> And that's pretty much how you acted the rest of the time when they took you to the hospital and you got your stitches and you were not 
uh, coherent. No, I thought somebody was touching me. I Okay, so when I was laying in the room <laughs> waiting to get stitches and I was in my mind, someone had come in, uh, they put shots in my back to numb my back so I could get stitches and they're like, we'll be back. And then in my mind, they came back and they're just like poking and prodding and touching and I'm laughing because it tickles because mm-hmm. I can feel the pressure, but I can't feel it. So I was laughing and I told my mom to tell them to stop touching me. And she said, who? And there was <laughs> nobody else in the room. I said that I was like, they're touching my back. And she's like, it is just you and me in here. Uh, and again, watch my, like, this is my memory of it. Mom, you can go ahead and jump in text messages tomorrow, whatever. <laughs> uh, and say if I'm wrong or not. But that's what I remember is I swore some, they were already like stitching up my back and touching my back. And I told my mom it tickled and she's like, nobody's touching you. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that that goes beyond the telepathy part of it. But the point is, I got <laughs> to our house and I was like, something don't feel right. I turned around and unfortunately, I didn't get there in time to stop it from happening. But I knew it was about to happen. I knew something was about to happen. Um, yeah. I just the moment we split up, I didn't feel good about it. And we were just on the other side of the block. I'm like, yeah. why? Why do I feel weird about this? And uh, that that was fine. I felt weird about it. There you go. There were less, uh, you know, crazy instances of like, I think like us thinking of the same things and saying the things at the same time and not necessarily feeling each other's pain, but in stuff like that, where I've had moments where I'm like, something doesn't feel right. Like, I don't even think we lived in the same city at one point when I was like, something feels off. I don't remember this exactly. I just remember one time I felt like something was wrong uh, and I called you. I think it was when your gallbladder was getting messed up. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know what this is. Because you ended up going to the ER or something because you were in so much pain. And we weren't even in the same city at this point, I think. Like, I lived in Indy at this point, right? Very possible. Um, My gallbladder attacks happened for a few years before they acknowledged that it was my gallbladder. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just remember calling and you were, like, freaking out about I don't know. It was one of those instances that from miles away, I thought something was weird and it turns out your gallbladder was imploding. So that yes. was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just I know you mentioned a dream earlier. Yeah. Is this the big one? <laughs> yeah, of course it is. This is the big one. Like being able to think of like the same word uh, or a number or mm-hmm. finish each other's sentences. That's that's kid stuff that's rookie stuff um Mm -hmm. it's the beyond like this this thing that we're gonna talk about i think this is probably the the big one the last one um i'm gonna say two more because i'm thinking of another instance it wasn't a dream but it happened in the middle of the night okay 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 so the dream we're talking about when i say the dream it's you and I had the, the same dream. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. So when we were younger, uh, I don't even know how young we were. Um, middle, I had, maybe middle school. I had this very intense dream that our parents, our whole family, it's me, you, our mom and dad, and then our older brother and sister in our minivan drive out into the middle of the desert. And mom and dad said, yeet. And they kicked us out of the van and they're like, bye. And they left. And we were yeah. in the middle of the desert. And I'm like, why are we in the desert? Just and, me uh, and you, right? Yes, it was just me and you. Yeah. And we were walking, do do do, and all of a sudden you just like got sucked into the sand. And I said, Hello. 
<laughs> and I started panicking, looking through the sand. I'm like, where did Kelsey go? And I found like a trap door and you slipped through the crack. Um, and I opened that door and the door went into, I'm like making this as condensed as possible. The yeah. I opened the trap door and there's like these cells underground. And um, I was looking for you in the cells and I found you in one. The problem is it was being guarded by the knight from the Goosebumps book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we, I had to let, we had to like fight the night and save you and get you out of this cell where we escape the, these underground cells and we get back up into the desert and our parents' van pull up and they're mad because we were late. Yeah. (laughs) I had, it was, I mean, a very detailed, a lot more to the dream that I could have added, but that's the gist of it. So I have this very intense dream and I tell Kelsey about it. And Kelsey is like, looks panicking. Yeah, you look like you don't believe what I'm saying. I'm like, I know it's stupid. Why are we in the desert? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> why did mom drive the van in the desert? But that is not um, why you were panicking. <laughs> no, I was panicking because that same night. Ha- did we say it like when we woke up or was it later in the day or it something? It may have been later. Yeah. Um, I had a dream that me and my whole family drove out into the desert for some reason um spoilers i think you know this is going and my parents threw me and megan out of the van and they're like bye and drove away and we're just in this vast endless desert like you can't all you see is sand Uh, like they disappeared immediately which was weird i just don't know where the van went yeah um and we were walking through the desert kind of like i think we were a little uh nervous but not really we're like okay (laughs) and as we're walking i fell through a hole in the sand and this was my dream keep in mind Mm -hmm. uh i fell through a hole in the sand and i ended up in this like think of like the most stereotypical dungeon thing you can think of dark gray wet brick um Mm -hmm. chains and cells and all that uh and i got chased by things down there it was terrible i could not find megan i was free i was running um i like the night thing was more specific to you mine was like almost like mummy style things goosebumps characters essentially the the mummy (laughs) one um i was getting chased by things down there and i was terrified and i couldn't find megan i think really i was hiding in the cell whether he was guarding that cell or not was lost on me i was just trying to hide until someone came for me um because it was jesus i don't know i was fighting for my life down there and then (laughs) um then megan comes down these steps like light opens up and she comes down these stone steps to where i was uh we get out run up the steps we're like sweating we're haggard like yeah we're clearly disheveled and my parents then pull up in the van and like, where were you? And they're just like so mad that we weren't at the same spot that we, uh, they left us in. Like they knew in this endless desert where they left us. Yeah. And we got in the van and drove away. Uh, that was my dream that I had that night, separate from Megan's dream entirely. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Megan did up above the sand. I was over here fighting my demons it <laughs> underground. Was a, I wasn't even up there very long. I mean, it was maybe a matter of a minute or two at best. Oh, I, like, I truly, it was, oh, man, I don't even know how to explain it. Time paradox. I just felt like I was down there for so long trying to hide from these things. Uh, and then you showed up. So, yeah. So we had the same dream. 
oh sorry that was in the mic (laughs) we had the same dream uh until you know the split where i fell in the ground and megan stayed above and then we had our own separate dreams from those point of views met Mm -hmm. down below and had the same ending dream we had the same dream from different perspectives yeah uh and i don't know explain that one okay i don't know how to i don't know how to explain that yeah Um, it was pretty unsettling oh yeah and it makes me wish that we would have talked about dreams now instead of twins because i have all sorts of recurring nightmares and dreams i could talk about god that could be another one jesus christ um (laughs) but the last thing i wanted to cover was um it's actually pretty timely because we just passed the anniversary of it uh 2008 august 28 2008 i think are uh okay so let me let me back it up a little bit i woke up in the middle of the night and i don't know why it was like 2 3 a.m uh our room was upstairs it was an attic formed into two bedrooms and a bathroom okay and our bedroom was an l shape mine mm-hmm. and yours so we could we had our own separate areas but we were technically sharing uh, our room. i thought it was september but august okay i'm almost certain we're gonna get a text (laughs) yeah and uh okay so our room is l-shaped so we had our own space but we technically still shared a room and a closet and whatnot and um i woke up in the middle of the night and i sat up in bed and it was very quiet so i'm like i don't understand what woke me up if it was like a dog barking or god forbid someone breaking in the house or something but i was like i don't understand why i woke up so i get up i'm like i'm gonna go pee i don't know so i just feel not okay um and i get up to walk out of the room and i look over i always looked over to your side to see if you were i was always (laughs) afraid you were gonna scare me for some reason (laughs) i did one time but whatever in this instance uh i look over and you two are sitting up in bed and i said Mm -hmm. but i wasn't scared i was just concerned at this point because now i'm like why are we both awake and i asked you that i said why are you awake and you said i just sudden i just woke up like it wasn't even something scared me awake i just suddenly was awake Mm -hmm. i don't know and both of us are trying to figure out like why did we both wake up at the same time uh and then we get up and we go downstairs together and as we are walking down the stairs our house phone rings um in the middle of the night which is not right. that, normal that startled me yeah because it's quiet nothing's going on we're trying to sneak to the potty mm-hmm. I don't know. and um our mom she had just had surgery and she woke up and answered the phone i guess and we see her like hobbling into the kitchen and i was like what's mom doing and then she just starts crying and we're like what mm-hmm and our they call it was the nursing home calling to let us know that our great our great grandma her grandma had passed away that she had just passed a few moments before a few minutes before which i have i feel like that kind of puts us at waking up at right about the time that she passed yeah and i'll be honest i i think the other thing that's important to the story to me anyway is when the phone rang and my mom answered it, I feel like we both knew. Like, I wasn't, when she, I wasn't, it wasn't anxiously a shock. waiting, I wasn't scared. When she told me, I it was like, 
Okay. Like I was like, it was information that I was waiting to receive. Like when she told me it was the least uh, shocking thing I had heard. Like, I remember I didn't react much at all only because I feel like I was like, well, that's what I figured. I don't know. Well, that's, yeah. I was kind of feeling the same way when I woke up, I knew something wasn't, I didn't feel good. I didn't know Mm -hmm. what it was. And it's almost like when she said it, this sounds weird, but it was almost like a, a, relief. a relief feeling. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's what that, that's what that feeling yes. was. Yes. Like she told me, and I remember I didn't cry. I don't think I did. I didn't really react a ton at all. She told me we hugged and I was like, that, that sounds about right. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just like what I, I didn't know that's what I was going to hear, but I, that's what I expected. I don't know if yeah. this makes sense, but. And I feel like that's a mixture of both twin telepathy and something else. Yeah. Yeah, that one was, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do not know. But uh, yeah, I was going to get into more about like what twin telepathy is scientifically, what they call, if you will, scientifically, um, ESP, things like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you got so deep into your your portion that i'm I know, like I, I'm sorry. I don't i I'm don't sorry. want to like knowledge dump even though i find it interesting this episode yeah, i found is... all of that interesting sorry if you didn't it's my our podcast so yeah. whatever this episode is a little bit longer than normal but yeah i uh i know there are other instances like i said the little things where one of us will start singing and the other one's like did mm-hmm. <laughs> or no the who experienced what thing like who actually did that <laughs> i don't um, know i we have a lot of those a lot of instances. i know and i'm mad that i can't think of one honestly we need to start writing them down as they happen um i guess saying things at the same time making the same faces uh not necessarily telepathy things but just twinisms i guess i know and you can't put people on the spot like that i was like maybe we could end this episode by spooking everybody and uh saying the same word like we're thinking the same word and i don't i don't know i can't think of a word right now i just got the most random word in my head jesus that was what (laughs) i have a word do you want to think of a word you'll literally if you say this word i'm hanging up immediately i'm hanging up it's can i say what i think it starts with sure i think it starts with a c no (laughs) were you scared hi (laughs) we're back again something somewhere in the universe doesn't want us doing this and it's fine we're gonna do it anyway i it's the spectrum gods i'm over them i'm really over it now, did we have a conversation while we were getting this fixed? Yes, but we're not going to lie to you. I told Kelsey I was thinking of a word. She said, does it start with C? I said, no. She she Never in the world will she guess the word I'm thinking of because I don't know where I pulled it out of. <laughs> right. No, we we discussed the words and stuff. I didn't have it right. Uh, but we The word I was thinking of. Weird words. Yeah. <laughs> I, I laughed. And again, I think it's the twin thing that we were both like, ha ha still kind of matches <laughs> it, it didn't at all because i said what i thought of was colloquialism mm-hmm. i feel like it's always really off the wall stuff like that mm-hmm. and i was thinking hypothalamus <laughs> and, we're, and we're like you know what they're both so ridiculous it almost works it Does makes it sense all? to a no. degree 
And it's we kept like, testing ourselves while I was trying to calm down about the internet. We tried numbers. Uh, we got, I was thinking 24, you were thinking 22 of all of the numbers. That's pretty the world. dang close. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, color, it's funny, we both, so when we said <laughs> the color name, uh, I said orange and you said chartreuse, but to be mm-hmm. fair, uh, literally before that, I looked down and I have like this little rainbow thing next to me and I thought purple and I was like, that's, no, I don't know why. I was like, I feel like purple's a weird one, so I'm going to pick orange. Megan was yeah. like, I don't, before I said that, Megan was like, well, I was going to say purple, like Oprah, which that's a weird, <laughs> I'm not going to explain that one, but she said purple, like Oprah, but then I changed it to chartreuse. I said, so initially, we both thought it was a dumb color and changed it. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the, the key is all, the keys are all there. This is putting it together. Keep an eye out for our TikTok because we also uh, talked about some things that we're going to try just to like prove. Uh, I know I want to do, I told you the tap tap. I want to do tap tap with you and see if we can get the same word. I also saw they're not twins, but they're best friends who did this uh, uh, test where it's like association. So they said, I'm thinking of a day of the week and the friend will say, okay, what color is it? And she'll be like, it's oh, definitely yeah. blue. And they're like, what uh, genre of music? Mm, country. And like, they would do stuff like that. And then they would Did guess. Did the day end up, be- can I guess what the day is? Or are you making that up? I'm making it up and I have a day in my head. So go ahead and guess a day. Is it With Sunday? Sunday. <laughs> it's the blue. I was like, oh, we're talking weekend. You said country. I said, that's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you guys i promise that was not planned i was that wasn't at all no. Sunday. we're playing that, that game Sunday. okay we're playing that game <laughs> i can do that 100 percent. no i couldn't okay. think of anything off the top of my head but i was like what what do i associate with sunday blue country <laughs> blue is the weekend it depends on the color of blue but uh, i know and they did that too they go is it sky blue and they're like no it's I was gonna say navy it's... <laughs> Hmm, interesting because i would have i would have associated a lighter blue with the weekend well, I'm just, with sunday but I'm yeah, yeah yeah in general anyway all of these <laughs> these all sound fun look at that listen as this is a long one but if you all must know we've been doing this for almost two hours on and off because of my internet mm-hmm. so um you only got some of it yeah and i'm gonna piece it together the best i can uh because it was so spotty my goal my hope was that we could get the video up on Patreon. I don't think this is the first one to try it on, which is unfortunate because no. I yeah. know there was some, we gave you some visual cues, but they weren't needed to understand the podcast topic in, no. in general. Yes, so. not. It's stupid. I'm going to contact somebody because I can't keep doing this. Mm-mm. Lord, I have to upload this somehow after we're done. God help me if I've got enough internet. Yeah. Ugh. Well, now that I know we're not recording, whew. this is a this is a fun episode i'm glad we covered this topic it was in front of our face the whole time <laughs> it really was and like i know we said twin telepathy it was just like twins really really yeah and my god we didn't even get into the other multiples of triplets quadruplets and so on and Mm-mm, they scare me we've talked about how before like if we see triplets we're like oh my gosh like we've never seen multiples before yeah and how i i said i wanted to go more in depth about like what is twin telepathy what is esp didn't get into any of that um 
whatever. So, yeah. That's what we'll maybe we'll go on tangents on TikTok eventually. TikTok tangents. That's where all the youngins are. That's where all the cool kids hang out. <laughs> yeah. So I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh yeah, I guess that's gonna wrap up this week's episode. So next week is the first of the month, which means that we are going to be presenting somewhere that we have visited to you guys. God willing. God yeah. willing. Help us, rate. please. And then because we stiffed John Virginia, that was supposed to be last week. Uh didn't happen. Everything in the universe is stopping us. So we're not gonna skip Virginia. We're gonna come back. Yes, Virginia's still on on the table here. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna we just be hated it so much. A couple weeks late. So we'll yeah. just have it very I mean, I'll have my notes memorized by the time we get to record it. <laughs> Pretty much. I gotta like refresh them. Jesus. I say at this point I need to reread. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up this week's episode. So next week we'll see you guys at a fun, interesting place we have investigated and hopefully it's fun and interesting. <laughs> I hope so. This is a nightmare. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, well, peace out. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find Or So They Say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you you next week. week.